0: Some are going to get taken out by the IRS mafia and they're going to go get a job at those companies, right? And then some of them are going you're going to get your YouTube channel shut down. Let's Um, go. (laughs) If you can teach a roofing salesman how to talk about this, then you're going to be able to get yourself a disproportionate amount of success in the market. Mm. Give us some predictions. Give me some predictions that we can say whether they'll be right or wrong actually in a year. You know what? I actually would like to put this kind of stuff on the record because I myself want to test my future predicting machine.
1: Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hooks Better Leads podcast. And today, I had the pleasure of hanging out with Adam Sand. How you doing, Adam? It's doing great, buddy. Thanks for inviting Let's, the let's do that. There we go. There we go. Much Good better. presidential handshake. Yes. So we're talking about the future of roofing. What will the next three to five years look like? We'll talk about different time frames. But the point is, is how can you survive and thrive in the next three to five years? Um, Adam, what makes you kind of uniquely qualified to talk about this?
0: Uh, I think that what makes us different is that because of the nature of our unique customer avatar, so you, you know a lot about this I and mean, imagine your audience has to learn about this, you have a um, you know, ideal customer avatar of some kind that you, know, you particularly chase. So like in my roofing company, we would say that that would be professionals between 35 and 55 who have teenage kids living in the home, they live in a suburban type house that's got a, you know, it's a two-story front attached garage, 612 pitch, 2,600 square foot house, and they're usually like a professional or a business owner or a, um, or like military, like a, like some kind of like service member, because we feel that those are the people that align most with our marketing, our branding, right? And so to kind of just nail this a little bit more, we feel like say a mechanic wouldn't be an ideal customer Mm -hmm. avatar for our roofing company, because they would look at it and say, well, the dealership charges me out at 140 an hour, and they pay me 35, so if I could just find the me in the roofing space, then I wouldn't have to, you know, I wouldn't have to pay that full price. That's not our ideal customer avatar. But a professional or a person who has, has an insurance brokerage, they understand the risks associated with just hiring a chuck in a truck, for example. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we wanna find our ideal customer avatar. We want them to have teenagers in the home because we know they're gonna stay there for a while because they probably wanna leave their kids in a position where they can, you know, Finish their high school years, get the best chance at a successful future, and so when you have an ideal customer avatar, then you start to deal with a specific set of problems over and over and over again, and you can design for that customer. Mm-hmm. So, to answer your question, You're customer obsessed. Yes. So when we when we take that into what RBP does, right, our consulting company, well, we have built a business around providing, you know, 50, 60, 70, 150. Like we just today sold a $192,000 CRM project. That's not every roofing company in the market. There's a hundred. Just close the day. Just today.
1: That's a big enough, like, close where I feel like we can congratulate you. you. That's a great, and I'm sure it's like you're going to be providing an insane amount of value. So that's awesome. And we do that about once a month,
0: yeah. right? And so, you know, ranging in, in these price ranges, and these companies, if you have to think, if you're out there in your roofing company and you're thinking like, ooh, geez, four hundred and fifty dollars a month for my CRM, that's expensive. Oh gosh, I'm spending extra. Acculinks wants to charge me an extra $500 a month for eSign. That's expensive. Then you hear about a company spending $192,000 on a CRM. Like, What is the difference between these two companies, right? And how are they thinking about the industry differently? And so then we see the problems that they're trying to solve and we see what they're trying to do. And the unpopular opinion that you can't say when you're trying to sell 10,000 roofing companies on using your software. So if you're a company cam, or a coaching business, or like an online school that's teaching one thing or another, you can't say some of the things that we can say. You can't have some of the conversations, because you would alienate your audience. But we're not alienating. That
1: some contractors are not great?
0: Yeah, like, that basically. <laughs> I'm
1: okay with being a little bit forward. I think I, uh, you but I think about, it's yeah. like
0: I, I say that 80% of contractors don't have a constitutional right to, to be yeah. successful. Yeah. They have a right to exist. They have a right to their pursuit of happiness. That's their constitutional right. But that doesn't guarantee them That they're gonna get there, and that's where the the,
1: I lose some of the audience. The unpopularity comes in, and you're okay. Like this is my audience. I'm pursuing high-level contractors. I do talk to let's say newer roofers that some of them may not make it and stuff like that. And I think that that is part of this. But in general, like as far as our customer, I'm not. I'm not going after the masses per se. Mm -hmm. I'm really going after growth mode roofers that are like in it
0: to win it. And that 20%, they don't give a damn what I have to say, right? So if your back's up against the wall, it's either because you know I'm right or you don't care and I'm wrong because you're not that guy.
1: And you, like, so I would say, I'm going to throw my little of why you should listen to this guy as we talk about the future of roofing. First of all, he's obsessed, the customer experience, he's obsessed with it. He, it it pulls no punches when he tells people how it is. Like, I I watch, you're good at clickbait on your lives too and I always watch him and and I always, Get something out of it, of value, and I, I think you are—you've been really thinking about this topic a lot because I know that you've been—you've been on the panels about it. You've been in a, with a bunch of experts in the roofing industry, thinking and talking about this on a regular basis. And you're going to be also sharing um, about it in in December and, and Roofing Process Conference. Um, so, come check that out because I think in the next three to four months we're going to have a lot more information on what is shaping up to be a recession, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of opportunity, but it's also a scary time for a lot of people. So in this next few years, what are you, give us some predictions. Give me some predictions that we can say whether they'll be right or wrong actually in a year. You know what? I actually would like to put this kind of stuff on the record because I
0: myself want to test my future predicting machine, right? Yeah, exactly. Because all of us here, all we can really do is do the data, right? And because we build complex systems, I'm really attracted to making database decisions. And so let's start with a little few data points that I think are going to create some opportunities for some and some opportunities to lose for others. So you know, when we look at the, at, at the housing market and the mortgage market, so right now if you're a loan officer, this is the conversations that you're having. Um, refinances, so if you had a half a million dollar house, you could refinance, and it was paid off, you could refinance that mortgage, you know, low interest rates, you could make a $3,000 payment, it was great. Um, the, and a loan officer would make $10,000 commission off that deal, right? Well, refinances are down 94%. So refinances are basically all but gone because interest rates are higher. Mortgage applications are down fifty four percent million dollar homes that are either projected to build permitted to build or waiting to awaiting sale by new builders that graph is going up, and there 's an inverse line going down for people applying for for million dollar mortgages mm. so you 're seeing and, and i 'm not saying that there 's going to be some massive terrible housing crash like two thousand and eight I really don 't think we have a systemic problem, but we do have an issue. Where there is going to be some disruption there, and where we have an opportunity, give us some, give us yeah, some so, so scale. Here, like, so here's okay, we, ten or like okay, one so year. Okay, so if you were making, wanna, if, you were making if you were if a, a loan officer was making twenty thousand dollars a year ago a month, now they're making yeah. four thousand dollars a month. Okay. Well, do you think that they might be looking for a new career?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. and with the concerns around a recession, yeah. right? So we have two quarters of negative growth that used to mean recession. I don't know how it suddenly stopped meaning that, but now so it might be something to do with the, the conflict
1: the conflicting I like this because I like the but it's like the conflicting thing is there's not as much unemployment that you'd normally right. the see only, in the you normally know, only the last yeah. time
0: we saw that unemployment was going down and yeah. the GDP was going down right before the recession in 1929. Yeah. so that would be a really bad thing. Yeah. So maybe we don't want that. We to definitely the don't want that. Okay.
1: All right. So the it is is true. Do you You're think right. we'll be in the, de- I'm going to push you on this.
0: If you okay. haven't tried signposts, you definitely should. We help answer calls, acting as a backstop to make sure your leads don't get missed. We also help build up your reputation by generating five-star reviews. Come check us out at Signpost.com.
1: Do you think we'll be in the depths of a, of a pretty harsh recession in one year from now?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, reason that, the reason being is that the, that the revenue per capita is really low. We have become really unproductive as yeah. people, but. There's this unique thing that hasn't that didn't exist in 1929, which is a lot of the automation and the ability for us to really um, capture a lot of GDP that yeah. isn't necessarily dependent on human ability, right? Like, we can automate a lot of things that we couldn't automate before, yeah. right? Like, the industrial age had really kind of spun up by the 1929. Yeah. Like, we weren't really learning about machines back then, but we're really learning about AI and stuff like that right now. So I don't believe we'll be in the depths of a terrible depression, think we'll, but I think, I think yeah. the economy will still be struggling, yeah. and I think there will be sectors that are terribly wiped out yeah. like like loan financing and recruiting yeah there's another so i think that oh we're yeah because i've see seen a
1: lot of like people just letting go, like i think it was like google that let go of like a hundred contract recruiters mm-hmm. just well like, here's like a great here's another month.
0: great thing so recruiting in 2021 it was the was the mortgage broker of 2008. Yeah. in recruiting there was people working three jobs remote yeah and recruiters were recruiting people to go take jobs and they were getting paid you know, 10% of a year's salary or 20% of a year's salary yeah. to get people to do placements. Yeah. And people have been going from 80 dollars to $120,000 a year in 16 yeah. months because of this inability to host hiring fairs and have people come into the office and mm. hire. And people were working two and three jobs but their bosses only think they're working one job. Yeah. And so you're going to see unemployment, you're going to see wages go down, you're going to okay, see so th- opportunity.
1: Okay. There, so. there you go, so I, yeah, that was one, gonna be one of my next questions around like, in one year do you think i unemployment? Because is that like 3.4 or something somewhat historic, mm-hmm. low? Do you think that will go like absolutely? That, so I, I think yeah. that's a really great prediction. Yeah. Like I think I don't think well, we're going to get a number just for fun because you said you like to test your predicting. Oh gosh, give us it's... a Like that's a weird one. Like, like a very, I, sp- I think you're very smart. That's why I like to ask. Let's say nine. I, I think mouth. I was going to say ten. So yeah. like boom. Let's
0: say let's say nine percent. Is it right?
1: is it like? A, go uh, put your note in the comments. Nine prices is it yeah. It, that's very good. It, what would you say is Here's your prediction one. for for unemployment in twenty twenty three? What do you think? The, July.
0: What do you think interest rates are going to go to? Ooh,
1: I don't know enough about that topic.
0: I would say ten percent. Okay. And that's going to hurt some people. Yeah. Right. And so that that combined with the fact that these loan officers are not going to have jobs now because this is all great. Okay. Now we're being doomsday soothsayers and all this kind of stuff. Um, but what what does this mean for you? Well. Things are gonna change in the market, and I think homeowners are gonna be looking at financing a lot more. You've seen a lot of new things come out with this inflation reduction and you know, extending the tax credits for things like solar. And now you're seeing things like the GF Timberline solar product coming out. I F-Wave partnered with Fuji Solar. That was They're a beautiful gonna,
1: they, thing that we got that for this market, right? The, right? the more people are gonna wanna do solar. And so you're gonna, to, so,
0: so if you were, tra- now if you're a roofer go out there saying, I don't know anything about tax credits and like selling a $60,000 solar roof, that's hard and all this kind of stuff. Who do you think knows about that? Loan officers. Loan officers will know how to capture these clients who would rather take their insurance claim and mm. finance it yeah. and keep the money that they get their yeah. from their insurance company, then they could maximize their tax credit by using that financing money to add on solar, and then they could reduce their power bill. So now they're gonna reduce their monthly cash flow, keep their insurance claim, and finance a better roof that's gonna be producing power, better for the environment, and then they're gonna get this big tax credit, so they're gonna get two big wads of cash in the middle of a recession. Mm. If you can teach a roofing salesman how to talk about this, then you're going to be able to get yourself a disproportionate amount of success in the market, Mm. now where is this gonna come from? You have to bring in talent. Well, you've never been able to afford that talent because that loan officer could write three deals a month and make 20 grand a month, 30 Mm. grand a month, no problem. He wasn't interested in talking about roofing, but now that he's making four grand a month, he's looking for opportunities. I love it. And this industry has that opportunity, and so I think if you're a roofer, you need to be trying to reach out to loan officers and showing them that this is an industry because you go look at the best solar guys in in, in Hawaii, in Nevada, in uh, California, look at the best guys. Mortgage brokers. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they understand this stuff. They understand yeah. how to say, okay, we can make a payment, and then we're going to offset it with your solar power. We're going to extend it out 25 years. We're going to use a tax credit to pay down the lo- loan. We're going to partner with a bank that reamortizes the loan by the time you get your tax credit. So when you apply the tax credit, what you're paying for your pay- for your solar panel is actually less than you used to be paying mm-hmm. for power. So you were paying 420 a month for power. Now you're paying 360 on your loan, or, and you're yeah. not paying for
1: any power. Or you could just slow this down to 0.7 x and then memorize it, and then teach it to your sales guys just from this. (laughs) So Um, No, but I I wanna, like, so that's a very actionable, specific thing that people could do as an opportunity. What other opportunities do you think, like, because that's very actionable, I like it. Is there anything else that you got that's specific that that people should be looking at this next few years as an opportunity in this recession?
0: So I don't wanna give too much away because I really do want to save, and I don't wanna give it away before I've really, like, fine-tuned my thoughts. I practice a bit at the one industry, one model the whole thing is to really have this 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 whole idea formulated for the roofing process conference in december so i don't want to yeah. give too much away cuz i feel like it's unformulated thoughts but and also thing, i think we're going to know
1: more by then cuz yeah, i think because i'll have a lot more like data cuz we're like predicting around this recession and i think we're going to like actually have more information cuz it's unclear right now well I it mean, really could, it feels like it could go recent, either way well like, there's I a feel reason like it could go boop and go it, up again it, well, it, well it's it's i've very, been watching my stock market you know stock yeah portfolio go up. So I'm like,
0: what is this? Yeah. It's, it's tough to predict. And so there's another thing that, um, you know, we, we heard about the IRS hiring 87,000 agents and whatnot. And so <laughs> now this is something that it, we're going to politics or it's become political, Yeah, sorry. but here's the thing. <laughs> they did say that they were looking at roofing companies like that was said. They what? said that they this was released. They, really? There was a whistleblower that released it, that roofing companies were, were an example as to what they need to be. Of the
1: 1099 at. employees. Because of the yeah.
0: 1099 employees, right? And so you're going to see some roofing companies that are going to start getting in trouble because they're going to say, okay, who's this person? Why didn't he pay the right amount of tax? Where is he? We can't find him. So we're going back to the roofing company, and then we're going to go and use the... like, the, like I mean they're telling that the like in the job application on the page on the IRS website it said that they must be willing to work 50 hours a week use a firearm and be willing to <laughs> use physical force. It says on the IRS website you go look at it. Like that they this were this is like be, 1984 it's a sheriff of rotting World okay? yeah. like Robin Hood's going to be shooting at these guys with arrows. Yeah. Okay? But the point is is that is that it's this is this two, this whole situation with the 1099 workers is going to cause some people because there's so there's people who are within the gray and there's some people who are totally in the green, and there's some people who are so far in the red they're, that they're going to be made an example of. Yeah. And they're going to get their kneecaps clipped. And what's going to happen <laughs> is that those guys are otherwise great business owners, but we have turned a blind eye. Sure. We have turned a blind eye to all the illegal work practices in this industry for so long.
1: Some of them That's we need to continue to flood. have them turn a blind eye, or it will be a bad. It would be bad because there's like well. I, yeah, I get
0: it how, how are you how are you gonna get roost done without Mexicans you got one legal guy paying seven other guys cash how are you gonna get your roost done? I mean that's that's a real thing that's uh, absolutely is a real thing like so should should, should we, should we grant, so the conversation do we grant them now amnesty and start making them pay taxes and we can't you can't under, you can't
1: how do you give me some predictions about that because we got we got a couple years mm-hmm. where uh I think you're gonna see immigration
0: yeah. reform I'm a Canadian trying to become a. US citizen it is incredibly hard yeah isn't so inc- you're saying incredibly hard. It easy
1: that would be very be good, good for moving yes, yes. yes. If, if
0: we need the labor we need to make it easier, it needs to be very easy for a roofing company to do a quick labor market investigation and be able to create a pathway to citizenship to bring in labor from other countries who would appreciate the opportunity will happen in, America. in the next Absolutely, 1000 percent, yeah, because the GDP needs it. I, 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 the GDP needs it in order to cover the bill from COVID, they need the tax revenue. To cover the social programs that they want to cover, mm. as well as to recoup the losses from COVID, they need to focus on immigration because you're not you're having a demographic shift. People are having less babies, so you're having less population growth. Yeah. We're getting aging population. We're losing seven workers for every one we're bringing up, and so you absolutely need immigration to have a healthy economy.
1: This this gentleman has a uh, is a sales call in about
0: yeah, 10, it's ten, it's, 10 it's,
1: fifteen minutes. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about. Um, a little bit longer time frame, just for fun. Because mm-hmm. I know that our predictions get a little less good. I mean, mine do at least. I have 10 years out and stuff like that. But I just want to talk about roofing in 10 years. Because I know you believe there's going to be bigger companies. Mm-hmm. And that is a little bit more like this is going to be full-fledged in 10 years. And there's going to be a kind of roll-ups and some stuff that happens that that consolidates. So how do companies contend with that or should they get on board and get rolled up or like, what do you think?
0: Some are gonna get taken out by the IRS mafia and they're gonna go get a job with those companies, right? And then some of them are going, you're gonna get your YouTube channel shut down. Let's Um, go. (laughs) And then so some of them are gonna have to go get a job because they don't have a choice. So the industry is really trifurcating into three winners and one loser. Are you sick of what passes for leads these days?
1: not much unless you want to be the lowest bidder on every job I wear a lot of hats but search engine marketing and website I've passed off to a Google specialized team
0: Okay, so you're going to have four Dodge and Chevy roofing, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to be they're going to be nationwide players. They're going to be strong players. They're going to focus on mass market services, right? And you know they're going to gobble up a lot of the talent in the industry because they can afford to disproportionately pay for a higher class, a, high, a higher wage right now, mm-hmm. right? To, to acquire great people. They're in a people acquisition game. They're going to take that, that that integrator that works mm-hmm. for your roofing company that you think is never going to leave because you pay them 160,000 a year. They're going to offer them 400 points to steal them.
1: And these, these are like, where are they coming from? You got like big tech, you got like- ins- You got maybe even insurance or like- You got, a, you got big tech, you a got insurance. manufacturer. I don't know about
0: manufacturing. I okay. know insurance is investing in private equity. Private equity is bu- buying interest in roofing and then you're going to see some warranty stuff happening. Yeah, and uh, talked Angie's. About, yeah, then Angie's. Probably. And then you're seeing some of our, our industry friends, yeah, right? Yeah. People in the industry yeah. who have grown great businesses. And so you might have to learn who to align with. But then there's a second- Right, and that's the strong regional player, where you build a moat around your business, you maybe focus on specialty products, commercial roofing, uh, maintenance programs, coatings, things that maybe aren't going to be small potatoes for them or or too complicated. It's like a John Wayne, Head Mm -hmm. for the Hills type thing, where you go to the place where the terrain's a little more difficult, and they'll say that, that's a thing for like Q4 2027, they're going to look at that. Right now, they're going to focus on Ico shingles, you know what I mean? And they're not necessarily going to go after niche metal products or or, or something like that. So that's a way to build build a moat around your business and really focus on designing for the customer because some customers won't want to do business with mm-hmm. them. That's plain and simple. The third one is some guys are just making a good net profit and they're going to wait for the music to stop and when they don't have a chair they're mm-hmm. just going to dip out and run. The fourth one is the people who don't try and be any of those things. They don't pay attention and they're going to lose or they're just going to fight and fight and fight and they're going to be like the ones who get made fun of by Ke- Kevin O'Leary on the Shark Tank. Like <laughs> you know I mean, they're just the guys who just never are going to get a catch a break and it's because they're never going to respond to the real market uh, the real market conditions.
1: How can you assume- Assess what your strengths are now. Let's say if you're a roofing company that's doing three million, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, and assess what you're doing now and kind of prepare yourself for these inevitable changes, especially this big, like, where there's gonna be regional and massive players. How would you play, or would you, if you were that person, Like, prepare to be bought or something. If
0: I was in the United States, I I would be looking at how do I either build a moat around my business or how do I position myself for acquisition. Yeah. Right. And so I will be talking to some smart people in the industry. There's lots of guys out there. You know, you can, there's lots of sponsors of this show. I mean, you want to find, you want to start looking for some expert help. Right. At the end of the day, you are not equipped with the, knowledge or the experience to make this decision. You're equipped with other knowledge and other experience allows you to be great at your job. But when it comes to making a great direction for your business over the course of a 10 year time frame, the smartest people think on the longest possible time horizons and if you don't have a lot of practice in that because you're busy focusing on the season, the week, the month, the quarter, and you're not used Survival to thinking. Survival now, ten, yeah, please. Because
1: we, we all get in that mode, right? right. How am I surviving? And sometimes you make worse decisions because you're, I need no. this business now. Yeah, and
0: and, and you're really in that entropy entropy level of business where you're constantly just dealing with a struggle growing, dealing with a struggle growing, dealing with a struggle growing, but you're never really plotting a course on a long time horizon. Mm. That's where you need to get some expert expert help. You need to find out, you need to talk to some people, get them to take an honest look at your business and help you chart a path forward, and there's no shame in that, right? Who would
1: you, like besides you, because I know that you consult with roofing companies, who else in this industry would you suggest as far as consultants or people that... Could be say, good people to speak into your process and your systems.
0: I would say that Randy brothers, right? He he knows a thing or two. Um, you know, he's he's obviously helped a lot of roofing companies, and, and I think that he is really interested in mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Um, I think Hunter, obviously having sold Hunter Blue, having sold his roofing company, um, he knows a fair bit about this. Um, I mean, I've seen some really smart guys at Contractor Coach Pro. I don't yeah. know how much they know about yeah. it, but I would say that they're worth they're worth talking to. Um, okay oh, geez, I'm trying to think of who else like, I know you that. like
1: Reva. Like, I mean,
0: yeah. Reva, but I think they're more about actually dominating the, sales, the market. Yeah, they're yeah, more like about dominating, and, but they're yeah. the ones who wouldn't tell business you. Business acquisition. They would want you to focus on customer acquisition. They yeah. would want to help you get to dominate yeah. your market. If you want to build a moat around your business, I think they're probably one of the best people to call.
1: Talk about systems and, and how to incorporate some automation into your business. I know that for you, the moat is really important in to create some kind of um, your proposal system, your automation. What are you helping people with to to create more moat in their business?
0: Um, I think we're just trying to, so our vision, uh, sorry, our mission is to uh, make work more rewarding through engineering better customer experiences. With the profits will show up if we focus on engineering better customer experiences and making the work that our people do more rewarding. So giving them better tools to work with on the digital side Mm. and so like and in the company, right? And so I think some good automations that you're seeing is like stuff from just reducing double data entry, Mm. making sure you create ways for customers to remain more informed, as to the process, and giving customers the education they need to feel competent and confident in being able to make their decision. So, the easy things to talk about there are gonna be like um, some kind of field service management software like Arrivy or Zupa, we build it out for people. SumoQuote really and helps. And that me- like
1: tells them where it is in the process. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: letting them know where they're at the process. Some kind of customer portal type technology, yeah. right? But not just customer portal, like, hey, your install date scheduled for this, but like, hey, the guys are on their way. Hey, the guys are ripping off your roof. Hey, you know, the roof is done. Hey, it's time to pay, like you know, creating an Uber-like experience. People yeah. are getting this from buying a $17 sandwich. They should be able to get it from buying a $17,000 roof. And it's already exists in HVAC yeah. and, you know, and plumbing and stuff like that. It's coming here. We're the ones who are building it. Um, but it's eventually gonna become more and more and more present. And you wanna make sure you're you're a part of that. And then when it comes to the marketing side, really to build that moat, you have to start producing content. You have to start becoming, you know, uh, uh, um, as you mentioned, jo- Joseph Hughes, the, the five mile famous, right? And so if you're, you wanna make sure so you're producing that kind of content, you wanna be building a professional presence online. And I'm not doing this just to throw it your way. I it just, if you don't build a professional presence online, if you're doing two many a year and your website's shit, and you're using an at Gmail account, like you might as well just go get a job at Apple and like be happy. I love, but, I
1: love your ongoing fight with at Gmail email accounts on the internet, <laughs> follow this guy on Instagram, uh... Roofing business partner.
0: Well, the secret, the RBP, secret RBP consulting, RBP a, consulting yeah. and a roofing business partner. So yeah. RBP consulting is how we shifted our name because we started to get a lot of people from other industries. Yeah. like I'm probably going to
1: talk with you about next year right. consulting with us. So. Yeah, like yeah. we've
0: just found that like our skills are transferable. But one thing I want to say with the at Gmail thing, and I, I, it's it's great that you brought this up, and it's actually a chance for me to turn this into a possible revenue source someday. Sure. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, there might be a thing. But the reason pick and fights with Gmails is because I feel that like people don't take their business seriously, and I think that's really hard to to keep track of your time when you're using a Gmail address because it doesn't have the same tools as, an, as a Google G Suite account, yeah. right? And so we're actually working on becoming a Google G Suite partner nice. and we're gonna start helping roofers 'Cause I want I, I like my that. thing is like we're we're selling these hundred thousand dollar CRMs, but we have nothing to help the little guy. And so we want to find a way to help the little guy. And one thing that we the way we're gonna do it is to get them from stop being like ghetto Gary at gmail.com and we're gonna actually get them to be like, you know, Gary at ghetto dot com and actually help <laughs> them get set up. <laughs> You're gonna get them. Level up. it
1: up. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a level up from yeah. ghetto Gary at gmail.com. We wanna get them up to actually having their domain represented. I think if we can help people get past the level one step, after they get past some level two, level three problems, they'll come to work with us on the level four. Because we've always said, we're not your first money people, we're your last money people.
1: I like it, I think of ourselves the same.
0: So what could people
1: do now if they wanted to work with you?
0: Pretty simply, uh, the best place to start with us is we usually do CRM audits. So we'll either charge 1500 bucks to do a three one hour session, go through everything from lead to Google review, review your entire process from start to finish, give it a score out of 360, um, bigger companies where there's more of a chain of custody with files going through the offices and they have more moving parts, we'll charge five grand, we'll fly out, we'll go review your process from start to finish. We'll also do our solution extraction, which is where we get everybody's opinions on it. We want to create an atmosphere where people be willing to accept change management. It's probably the best way to start working with us is to really let us do an audit, right? It's like get a medical checkup on your business. Let us put our opinions and our, our ideas into your business and see what we would do. And if that kind of stuff makes sense, then we can talk about what product or service we should implement next.
1: And I'll just kind of pitch one of yours because I like it a lot because I see a lot of roofing companies with really shitty proposals and presentations and like so from what I understand there's sumo quote implementations and the work that you've done around making the visual options Mm -hmm. so like they have beautiful visual options for pairing roofs with siding and your your exterior like uh, style elements and stuff like that and I think it's a really compelling way to upsell yeah. And so I think people should be looking to you guys for possible uh sumo quote implementation both on the proposal and the maybe even the sales presentation side because I think that there's basically a lot of poorly made ones.
0: Yeah, we, that, we try and use yeah. the technology to create a consistent deliverable in the sales yeah. presentation. You're going to learn all kinds of objection handling and, and sales techniques from a lot of from a lot of people out there in the industry, but we just want to create a controlled variable as far as the presentation goes to make it so that at least we're creating a consistent message and making people feel confident and competent in their ability to make a decision. That's the one thing you want them to do in roofing is whether we're right or wrong, make a decision. Let me know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, and then all the sales and objection handling can come after that.
1: Awesome. What's the dot-com?
0: This uh, roofingbusinesspartner.com.
1: Awesome. Check that out. Thank you so much for being on. Um, the podcast is put on by hookagency.com. Hook Agency. all over social. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, man. Thank you very much. Yes, sir.